0: enjoy the message. The title of my message today is The God Who Gives Hope. 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 Our world today that we're living in is crying out for hope. You just look around today and you'll see Wherever you go, people are crying out for hope. There are plenty of people, I guarantee you, walking around in the year 2020 who are crying out for some hope. People in the year 2020 who are feeling very hopeless in their life. Not just unbelievers, but I'm talking about believers too. People people are feeling hopeless in this day and time that we live in. And the reason why people are feeling hopeless is because They're overwhelmed by just the waves of of the, the pain and the problems and the things that are causing stress in our life. They just seem like the waves just keep coming and coming again, one right after the other. And many people, I appreciate us singing that song today because it does bring encouragement, but there's many people today that are hopeless and they feel like their hope has been shaken, shaken uh, by trials and and shaken by tragedy. A lot of people feel that way today all across our nation, all across our, our communities and right here in our own very church. People are hopeless and on the verge of breakdown for a lot of different reasons. They, they may look like they got it all together on the outside, but on the inside, they're on the verge of a breakdown. And they're on the verge of a breakdown for a lot of different reasons. It could be something personal in their life that they're dealing with. It could be uh, something with their family. It could be... Uh, something that they're dealing with at work it could be something they're dealing with at school it could be something to have to do with their finances or their job or or their business it could be to do with the nation and and the political uh, unrest and uncertainty that we see right now happening in this in this nation today there's a lot of different reasons that people are walking around hopeless and walking around on the verge of a breakdown And there might be some hopeless people that are here today or maybe you're watching online and you heard me say that the title of this message today is The God Who Gives Hope. The God Who Gives Hope. And your reply might be this. How in the world can I have hope? How in the world can I have hope when everything around me appears to be falling apart? How in the world can I have hope when everything around me is unstable and uncertain. How in the world can I have hope when it feels like the lights have gone out in my life? Anybody know how it feels like to be like that? And if that describes you this morning or describes you that are watching online, I want to tell you today, friend, I stand by this title today, that God is a God who gives hope, but not only does He give hope, He gives hope, but especially in situations like that. He gives hope, especially in situations when things are unstable, when things are uncertain, when it appears that the lights have gone out. That's when God really comes, and He gives gives you hope in your life. He gives us hope. We see it all throughout the Scriptures. God coming and giving hope to the hopeless. God coming, and giving giving hope to the lost. God coming and giving hope to the weary. God coming and giving hope to the broken. God coming and giving hope to the suffering. God comes and gives hope to the hurting. He comes to give hope to those that are living in fear. God comes to give hope to those that are attacked by the enemy. I stand by the title today that the God we serve is a God who gives hope. He gives hope. Hallelujah. He gives hope. And there was a a man in the Bible, a godly man, who, who knew this God. Who gives hope. And his name was David. You remember David in the Bible right. I know you've you've heard about David. David was a young shepherd boy. And, and God anointed him. And he went on. Remember he defeated the giant Goliath. And, and God began to use him in a mighty way. And began to promote David. And, and eventually he became uh, king over Israel. David was a mighty man. The Bible says a man after God's own heart. David knew that God is a God who gives hope. And we find this here a very powerful testimony from David in Psalm 37, verses 1 through 20. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 37, verses 1 through 20. If you got your Bibles, with you turn to Psalm 37, 1 through 20. I'm going to be reading to you verses 1 through 20. Now, that's not all the verses. There's actually 40 verses in Psalm 37. So guess what your homework is this week? you got those other 20 verses to read later on. Uh, hopefully you can do it this evening when you get home from church. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 20. Now before I read to you these passages, I want you to know that uh, the majority of the Old Testament Bible scholars, they believe that David wrote this psalm. They believed that he wrote it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. David wrote this psalm. And those scholars believe that David was at the very end of his life. He was an old man at this time and he was there at the end of his life and he's reflecting. Psalm 37 is just a—it's really a reflection of David's life as he looks back over his life and he's reminding himself. And not only is he reminding himself, but he's reminding us today that God gives hope. No matter how wicked and dark things may get in this life, David declares that God is a God who gives hope. No matter how wicked it may be, no matter how dark things get, David can look back over his life and say, you know what? In the wickedness and in the darkness, in the good and in the bad, I can still declare that God gives hope. He gives hope. And we see this powerful testimony here in Psalm 37. I'm going to. It's a lot to read, so I'm just going to read it from my Bible here. And you follow along. In Psalm 37, verses 1 through 20 says do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong for like the grass they will soon wither like green plants they will soon die away trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the lord trust in him and he will do this He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. But here we go, verse 9. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Uh, A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous." The blameless will spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty, but the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed, and they will go up in smoke. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word today, God. Just pray, God, as we join together right now, Lord, God, that you would just let your word speak to the hearts of people here today. Draw near God and just fill people with hope. God, we declare, God, your anointing over myself, God, over the ones that are here, every ear, every heart, every mind. Remove all distractions right now, God, and help us to be focused in on you. We thank you for your word, for it's powerful and living. Hallelujah. We thank you today, God, that your word will never return void. And we stand today, God, believing there will be a fruitful work to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now we see David has wrote this psalm in Psalm 37 to declare as he looks back over his life that no matter how wicked and dark things get, that God is a God who still gives hope. But we need to look at it more in the context of what David is saying here because when you look at David's life, And many of us are very much aware of this, but David spent the majority of his life on the run. He spent the majority of his life running from King Saul. David spent the majority of his life as a fugitive running from a wicked king. You remember David was beginning to be promoted and King Saul became jealous of David and and, and just King Saul in his wickedness, he began to pursue after David to, to try to kill him and to take him out out of, a, out of a spirit of jealousy over David. So David spent the majority of his life running, running from the wicked, running from the wicked army of Saul, running from the wicked King Saul. He was running all of his life, running, just trying to survive. And I wonder how many people have showed up here this morning and, and that that's your testimony. You feel like you're just running through life and all you can do is just run and try to survive. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just running, trying to survive, wondering if you're going to be able to make it. That was David. Running as a fugitive. Running, trying to survive with all the wickedness and the darkness around him. When I was reading this psalm, I, I wondered, I wonder if David ever asked this question right here. I wonder if David ever asked, Lord, here I am. I'm living for you. I'm serving you. You've called me. You've anointed me. I'm walking in your plan. And here I am. And I'm running for my life. And I'm living in caves. And here's a wicked king who's disobedient to you, but there he is living in a palace. I wonder if he ever asked that question. The question that we ask a lot, Lord, why why in the world do the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer? Anybody ever asked that question before? It can make us angry. It can make us angry. I'll just be transparent. When you when you see the wicked prospering and you see the righteous suffering, it can cause you to be frustrated and it can cause you to be angry when you see those things happening. When you see uh wrongdoing uh succeeding, when you see evil succeeding, I don't know about you, but it puts a anger in me and frustrates me. And the question is, how in the world how in the world can we have hope when wickedness and evil seem to be winning? How in the world can we have hope when when evil seems to be succeeding? What do we do when the fear and the frustrations creep in? You know what David says? David says in those times when you're going through that, you just need to look up to God because He'll give you hope. Look up to the God of hope. Don't be looking down in discouragement, but look up to God, a God of hope. And the reason I know that David feels that way is because he says several times, here in this passage, he says, "Fret not, fret not, say fret not." In other words, if you study that word "fret," it means to just kind of simmer down a little bit, cool down a little bit, cool it. Don't don't let the heat come in and get your temper flared up. He's David saying, "Listen, I know some the wicked looks like it's succeeding. I know the wicked looks like it's winning, but don't let don't let this thing uh, cause you to boil over and get hot. Just cool down a little bit. Cool down. That's a good word for us today." That we need to just cool down and look up with hope to God. That's what that word fret means. Just cool down and look up with hope. That same word, do not fret, David, it means this right here. David was telling us, listen, do not fret means don't even waste your time. Don't even waste your time focusing in on the wickedness. Don't even waste your time focusing in on what evil was doing around us. All you need to do is focus on Jesus because He is the one that gives us hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So David here in this passage of uh, scriptures in Psalm 37, he gives us some very practical uh, application that we can apply to our life where we are today. When it seems like we're surrounded by wickedness and evil and darkness, and it looks like it's winning, David has given us a word right here to look up with hope. First thing I would tell you is that we can look up with hope because God is trustworthy. Because God is trustworthy. Don't you know God is trustworthy today? In verse 3 David said trust in the Lord trust in the Lord. He said trust in the. if you keep reading these scriptures here you'll see several times David said trust in the Lord trust in the Lord commit your ways to the Lord trust in the Lord. You know why he said that? Because he learned in his life experiences that the one thing that you can count on and you can bank on for sure is that you can depend on the Lord. You can depend on the Lord, you can trust in the Lord. When everything else around you is unstable, guess what? God is stable. When everything else around you is uncertain, God is certain. David knew that. That's why he said, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. How many of you are trusting in the Lord today? Trust in the Lord. David didn't say, David didn't say trust in Man. David didn't say, trust in a pastor. David didn't say, trust in the government. David didn't say, trust in a political party. David didn't say, trust in your 401k. David didn't say, trust in the stock market. David said, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And that's what we have to do, friend, is trust in the Lord. We trust in the Lord because He's trustworthy. Listen to me, please. This is on my heart because I feel like we need to hear this word today from God. Listen, even when it seems like wicked is uh, winning, trust in the Lord. Even when it seems like things are not going our way, trust in the Lord. Even when it seems like the lights have gone out, trust in the Lord. Even when it seems like our nation is turned upside down, guess what? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord we got to trust in the Lord. But here's the problem. All we can see now in our culture that we're living in is wickedness and evil. And it's paraded right there in front of us. And the ungodly, they're they're not only parading it in front of us, the wickedness, but now they're trying to force their wickedness on us. And I truly believe this with all of my heart. I really do. I believe there is a demonic push and a demonic pressure from the ungodly for the godly to cave and give in and approve their immorality and all their lies and all their deception. And and there's an intensity growing of evil and wickedness in this nation that we live in. And this, this, this pressure and this push appears to be getting stronger and stronger by the day. And David encourages us that when it, when it looks like the wicked are winning, when it looks like evil is winning, don't, don't fret. Don't, don't get hot about it. Don't lose your cool about it. Just stay calm and look up because God gives hope. No matter how dark things get, we can trust God. We can trust God. We can trust God today because He's in control. We can trust God today because He's doing things that our human eyes can't even see. Listen, aren't you thankful today that God is in control and He's doing things that we can't even see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord because He's trustworthy. I would encourage you this morning to look up with hope, trusting uh, that Jesus paid the price for our sins. If you can't get hopeful and happy about that, something's wrong with you. That you know what? That Jesus died on a cross and shed His blood so our sins could be forgiven. He paid the price for us. Look, you look up with hope. You entrust in Him because He paid the price for our sins. You look up with hope, trusting in Jesus that He was raised from the dead. Listen, we're, we're gathered here today, and I'm not sure about all of you, but I think some of you know that we're worshiping a living God. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. We serve a living God. He was raised from the dead. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And friend, I can get hopeful and happy about that. I'm going to look up because God gives me hope. Hallelujah. You look up with hope today, trusting in the Lord, that He loves you with an everlasting love. Look up with hope today, trusting in the Lord, knowing that you're a child of the living God. Look up with hope today, trusting in the Lord, that God is for us and not against us. You can look up with hope today, trusting in the Lord, that through Jesus Christ, that we're more than conquerors. You can look up with hope today, trusting in the Lord, that God is on our side. Hallelujah. Listen, that was David's testimony. That was his testimony all through these passages. You see that David's testimony, well, he was a man who trusted in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord. Is that your testimony this morning? Are you trusting in the Lord? It was David's testimony. If you look back in Psalm 20 sometime, you'll read part of David's testimony. David said, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. 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 We trust in God's power, not the power of man. He says, "Trust in chariots and some." In he says, "Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in, in, in the name of the Lord our God." And let me just remind you this morning: whoever you are, whatever you're dealing with, when you start to doubt about some things going on around you, remember you can trust in the name of the Lord our God. When you start to feel like things are shaking in your life, you can trust in the name of the Lord our God. When you start to fear, remember you can trust in the name of the Lord our God. When you start to feel the pressure coming down on your life and weighing on you because of what you're going through, remember you can trust in the name of the Lord our God. Friend, that's who you need to put your trust in. Trust in Jesus in the name of the Lord our God. But here's the question this morning for all of us. Who are you trusting today for hope? Or, what are you trusting today for hope? That's the question the Lord is asking every one of us today in these last days that we live in. Who are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? Are you trusting in a politician to give you hope? Or are you trusting in appeal to give you hope? Are you trusting in alcohol to give you hope? Are you trusting in dope to give you hope? Are you are you trusting in money to give you hope? Or are you trusting in uh, relationships to give you hope? Listen to me. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And guess what? It leaves you empty, broken, and it leaves you hopeless. Been there, done that. Only Jesus Christ can give you hope. He's the only solution, friend. He's the only solution for a true lasting hope in your life. And I want you to know today, no matter who you are, Watching or whether you walked in here in your own campus today, you can look up with hope as long as you're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you trusting in Jesus? Are you trusting in Jesus? Trust in the work of the cross. Trust in the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Trust in the blood to cleanse you and wash you and redeem you. Trust in Jesus, friend. Everything else is sinking sand. How many of you know that to be true? Glory to God. The second thing David would tell us is is that we can look up with hope because God is working. We can look up with hope because God is working. I love what he says in verse five. David says, trust in the Lord. He says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And he will, some translations say he will do this. And some translations say, trust in the Lord and he will act. He will act. Talking about God will act. David was saying, trust in the Lord and guess what? God will do something. Trust in the Lord and God will do something. David said, be still. He said, be still before the Lord and and wait patiently for Him. Wait with expectation. Wait with hope. You know that word hope, it means this. it's It's a confident expectation that something good is about to happen. It's a confident expectation that something good is about to happen. And friend, David is reminding us if we'll wait patiently for the Lord, that God is going to do something. If we'll trust in the Lord, God is going to do something. He's going to work all things out for the good. He's a good God who does great things. And God is up to something and God is working and He's going to do something good. Hallelujah. And let me remind you this. David said, wait, what? Ooh, that's the hard part right there. No, I need it now, Lord. I need you to work now. Let me just remind everyone here and everyone watching that the Lord operates on His own timetable. He does things in His own will. He works it out according to His plan and what He wants to do and what He's going to do, not ours. All we we can do is what what David tells us, is that we just need to keep looking up, looking up with hope, knowing that God is a God who gives hope. We can look up with hope because we know God is working. He's working, friend. Do you believe that today? Glory to God. God is working to deliver us. Let me tell you what God is doing. He's working to deliver us. He says here, David does, that the wicked are going to wither. There's going to be a disaster to come upon the land, but the righteous won't wither. The wicked are going to wither. God is working to vindicate us. He says right here that your vindication will come at the noonday, sun. Our vindication will come. I told the church Wednesday night, Paul told Timothy in the last days, one of the tactics of the enemy is going to be to shame Christians. To shame us because we stand on the word of God. The enemy is going to try to shame you and tear you down. And that's what the enemy is doing now. The enemy is going to mock you. The enemy is going to call you names. The enemy will attempt to tear you down with lies. Listen, you can see it going on today. The enemy has no problem with who they destroy as long as they can advance their evil plan and their evil schemes. They will lie and deceive and they will push their evil agenda. They will shame you and tear you down because you stand on the word of God. But David says this, when that, when that attack comes, when that shame comes, don't you get discouraged and look down. You just look up with hope because God's going to vindicate you. God's going to defend you. God is going to protect you. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful that the Lord vindicates us? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is working to take care of us. We're under the Lord's care, David said. Yes. We're under the Lord's care. Not man's care, but the Lord's care. And God is working to destroy the enemy. He's working. He says in the word here, I'm going to break their bows. Their swords are going to turn on each other and I'm going to break their bows. Listen, here's what happens. The wicked people think they're going to break God's people. But God's going to break them. God's going to break them. Reminds me of that movie, Rocky IV, the greatest movie ever. You remember when Balboa's standing in front of that tall Russian and that Russian's towering over a little old Rocky and you can see the fear in Rocky's eyes and that Russian says, I must break you. <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> Redneck Russian. <laughs> but we know he didn't break Rocky. Rocky broke him. And that's what's going to happen, friend, God's going to break the wicked. The wicked think they're going to break us, but God's going to break the wicked. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! God will work and deliver us and destroy the enemy. Man, I was just thinking about between the Lord delivering us and the Lord vindicating us. I, you see them movies sometimes and there's explosions going on around and God gives us peace and, and you got the, the, the guy that's walking out of a fire and there's explosions going on and bullets flying and he's just walking out of the scene. That's going to be the church. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God is going to vindicate us. God is going to take care of us. And God is going to destroy the enemy. You don't think He won't do it? What did He do for God's people when they were being pursued by uh, the wicked Pharaoh and uh, Egyptians when they were there? What did God do? They were there facing the Red Sea and God worked and God made a way. When Peter was in prison about to be executed by his enemies, what did God do? God worked and God made a way for him to escape. What did Paul do when he was on that ship and the storm was all around him and he was about to go down? The Bible says that they had lost all hope. What did God do? God began to work and God made a way. Friend, I'm telling you today, you can trust God that He's working. He's working today. Yes, He is. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we can look up with hope. We can look up with hope today because God is working and He's acting on our behalf. And I just want to remind everyone here, every believer here, listen to me now, please. Fret not. Don't, don't, don't become agitated. Don't become angry when it looks like the, the wicked are winning because the, God is working and God is going to deal with the wicked. He's going to deal with them. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. But listen to what David says. The wicked think they're winning, but God's laughing at them. And if God's laughing at them, at least least something we can do is look up with hope. If God's laughing, we can look up with hope. And God is laughing at them. God is laughing because He knows the wicked person's day is coming. The Lord is laughing because He knows the wicked are going to wither. The Lord is laughing because He knows the wicked are going to be destroyed. The Lord is laughing because He knows the wicked are going to fall by their own schemes. And guess what? He's laughing because He knows there will be no more. Evil will not win. Righteousness in God's team wins. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. All we have to do is keep looking up with hope. And the Lord will do the work. And we will win. Don't focus on the work of the enemy. Don't focus on the work of the wicked. You focus on the work of God. And we're going to see God deliver us and vindicate us. And we're going to see God destroy the enemy. The last thing I would tell you what David would say is that we can look up with hope because God gives us a future. Aren't you thankful for that? Come on, church. Psalm 37 tells us here in these verses, if you keep reading And David reminds us that if we turn from evil and turn to God, we're going to inherit the land and the inheritance will last forever. David has given us a glimpse and a picture of heaven that there's going to be an inheritance to come to us and it's going to last forever and forever. Hallelujah. David was saying that that the, the one who follows God will have a future so we can look up with hope this morning as followers of Christ because of what is coming to you. What is coming to you? There's coming a great future with a great hope. But here's the problem. Sometimes we get caught up in the what I call the here and now. All we can see right now is the here and now. All we can see now is the invasion of the wicked. All we can see now are the insults of the wicked. All we can see now are the wicked schemes of the enemy. And if you keep focusing on all that, then I promise you that the here and now would devour you and destroy you and discourage you. If that's all you focus on is the here and now and forget about what is to come, there's no doubt that you're going to be discouraged, no doubt you're going to be angry, no doubt you're going to be filled with hopelessness. And David says, listen, to counter that, you've got to keep looking up at what is to come. What is to come? Jeremiah said, God's got a plan to prosper us, give us a future, and give us a hope, friend. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What is to come? What is to come? Well, let me tell you what is to come. One day the trumpet is going to sound. Jesus is going to come down from heaven. The dead in Christ will rise. We will come together. Those that are still alive will be caught up in the air to meet the Lord with them in the air. And guess what? We will be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. That's what's to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is to come? Let me tell you what is to come. One day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let me tell you what else is to come. One day, we're going to be face to face with Jesus in heaven and with all of our loved ones. We're going to be gathered forever and forever and forever. Hallelujah. We can look up with hope today. Friend, listen to me. Please look up with hope. Look up with hope. Fret not. Look up with hope. Because God gives us a great hope in future. Pastor Kevin. Help me out brother. We can have hope today. Because God is trustworthy. When everything else is unstable and uncertain. You'll be able to stand in these last days and have a testimony. Says you know what? You can shake and you can tremble. All you want. But I'm, I'm trusting in the Lord Because He's faithful And He's going to help me He's going to help me He's going to help me get through this Even when, the, when it looks like The wicked are winning And prospering And the righteous are suffering I know I can still trust God That He's going to give me a hope To get through what I'm going through He's trustworthy We can have hope today Because God is working Listen, friend, don't let the spirit of discouragement rob you of your joy. David says, Delight in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That means he hears our petition, he hears our cries, he hears our prayers. Friend, don't let the devil rob you of your joy. You need to know today that whatever you have going on in your life and whatever you see going on around you, that God is working. God is working. And I'll tell you again that God gives us a future. Keep looking up, friend. Don't focus on the here and now. We're citizens of heaven. We belong to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everything that we're going through right now is temporary. Oh, there's coming a new day. All things will be made new. Thank you, Jesus. But I want to just talk to you for a few minutes as we begin to pray. You may have come in here today hopeless. You might be watching today and you're hopeless. Maybe, maybe you're, you're crippled by fear. There's a lot of people that are afraid right now. Maybe you're, maybe you're shaken by all the chaos and the crisis that you see going on around us. Maybe, you're trying, maybe the enemy's trying to shame you and you need vindication. Maybe you're here today and you've got a hopeless life. That's what the devil's told you. Hopeless life, hopeless marriage, hopeless health, and you need Jesus to come in, and you needed to give him you give you a new hope today. The Bible says that we abound in hope and that we can overflow with hope today through Jesus Christ, the King of Glory. Would you stand with me, please, all over this place? My encouragement to you right now before we pray will be don't give up, but look up. Don't give up, but look up. Don't give up, but look up. And look up with hope. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody looking around. Friend, if you're here today, and you've showed up, and you know that you're without hope because you've been putting your hope in all these other things except the one that can only give true hope, and that's Jesus Christ. Whether you're a young child or whoever you are, senior, it doesn't matter. You need Jesus Christ. And Jesus wants to save you today and give you, a, give you a hope, an everlasting hope. And if you're here right now and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and you'd like to make the decision today to turn your life over to Him, I want you right there where you are just to lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Would you pray for me? I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise. Would you just lift your hand and say, I'd like to, I'd like to make a decision today to follow Jesus because I need hope. I need hope. I need hope give you just another couple of seconds. Just lift your hand real quickly. Say, that's me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for obeying the Lord, ma'am. Lord, touch this precious young lady right now, God. And I pray that right there where she is, that she would just call on you right now, Jesus. Just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved. And I need you to give me a hope, an everlasting hope today. And I thank you for dying on the cross for me and taking my place. So I'm trusting in the work of the cross and I thank you for the blood that you shed on Calvary, that cross, so my sins could be washed away. Not only to be forgiven, but to be completely forgotten, never to be remembered again. Hallelujah. And Lord, I receive today and make uh, salvation and I make a decision to follow you. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead and I know that I'm saved right now. And now I have a hope that nobody can take away from me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.